Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, I talk to a rookie who's making waves in the mortgage business. And today, I talk to Rowena Cortez Favela. Rowena is a mortgage agent who is with our mortgage company, Bricks, and she recently graduated, funded her 10th mortgage, and doing fantastic. The thing I love about this conversation is Rowena actually has another job. So she's doing this part time. And so a couple of things we talk about are some strategies to be able to build a successful mortgage business while working part-time, because I'm assuming a lot of you guys listening to this probably are doing that or considering that. And so we dive into some specifics on how to do it and how to get that business going. Before we jump into that, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers and brokers, really easy to use. For borrowers, as they're filling out that app, it automatically knows what documents that client needs. So then when it sends the documents list to the client, it's like, hey, we know what we need to have. When that file comes in, you can go search Lender Spotlight for rates and guidelines and see exactly where to place that file. And finally, before you hit submit, it actually pulls key data from the application called Smart Submission Notes. It makes it easier for your underwriter. So you can check them out at lendesk.com finmo. So check out this conversation with Rowena. Hey, Rowena, welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. How are you? Fantastic. So, hey, tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Well, I am originally from the Philippines. I came here in Canada in 1994, lived in Ottawa since. I was in the dental uh, background after high school, left that 2018, went back to school, now have a full-time job, and now I'm doing this mortgage thing as a side hustle. And so a question for you, like, I've met some amazing people from the Philippines. So just, you know, we've got some people that work for us that are from the Philippines, but like, what made you come to Canada? I'm curious, you know, you're basically packing up and leaving everything and everybody you know. Tell me about that. Well, I was young. I was a minor when I left Philippines. So really it was, you know, to be with my mom, uh, you know, better life, better opportunities in Canada, right? So that's kind of like a trend from our culture that people leaves for better life, better opportunities, and then after get their family and uh, you know and stay they take care of their family one of the things i've noticed yeah. with i'm speaking broadly but like in the philippine yeah. culture is like a lot of times people will come here and they send money back home and stuff like yeah. i don't think my kids are ever going to send me money like I, i'm pretty sure that's <laughs> actually never going to happen <laughs> yes the same thing here like you know we're kind of like planning for ourselves here even with our kids that are here right where i don't think no no, it's just a different. They're going to be like dads. They're going to be the opposite. Dad, you send me money. But in the Philippines, typically people that come to work, they send money back. And I think it's cool. So yeah. what made you decide to get into mortgages? What was the thing that made mortgages interesting to you? And when was that? Yeah. So actually, I've always wanted to do some sort of like a self-employed, you know, own my own business. In 2020, September, that was our renewal process for our own mortgage. And we were not happy with our advisor. So I just kind of like started uh, looking into different, you know, like mortgages, learning about it. And then, you know, COVID happens and then actually just gave the window opportunity for me to take the course because I just wanted to learn how the mortgages work. Because So were you working in dental at that time or what were you working in prior to mortgages? No, actually that time I'm already done dental. I was actually uh, finished school 2020 because I left 2018. I went back for like a year for school and I'm working as a casual with public service. So yeah. at that time, I was, you know, able to do some virtual class. And, and you uh, thought, well, hey, mortgages, why not? The experience I had wasn't great. And yeah, like really, it was just like more a personal thing at the beginning. And then now it's just like, oh, I know so much more. And I think I could share this knowledge to our community. 
Right. So did you decide to go full-time, part-time? What was I'm, the date and how did that go? Yeah. I'm still part-time. I'm still part-time doing this. And I think I'm, you know, doing well, even though, you know, doing this part-time. Well, the thing is part-time, you can pace yourself. So yeah. the one thing you can't do is look at someone else and be like, well, look how fast they're going. But yeah, they're doing this 40 hours a week. And if you're doing it, whatever that number is, 20 hours or 15 hours, you just have to know that you're going to get there. It just takes a little longer, right? Like, yeah, but as I said, like I didn't go in this business thinking I'm going to make this much money. I just wanted this for a personal thing, right? And then now it's just an opportunity for me to make extra money because, right, I got the license and I'm able to share this to people. But like for me, it was just like really just a personal stuff. And then I would never thought of this as uh, actual, like my sources of income, like full time. Like it's Race. just, like, okay. yeah. So there was never a plan for that. But you know what? I see myself doing this full-time and you do need to be full-time to like really scale up on this business. Yeah. So do you have any idea when that you think that will happen? Like are you, are you, <laughs> any like, you know, predictions? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe two, three years. I just have, you know, uh, things that I need to take care of and I want to pay off. And, you know, once that, yes, I can see myself doing this. Right. Okay, cool. So you're working another job right now then? Is that yes. correct? Yes. Okay. So how many hours a week are you in the other job versus your mortgage job right now? Well, I work eight to four my full time. And it's really about, you know, structuring your day, planning your day, when I'm making my appointments, when I'm doing my discovery calls. So yeah, it's all planned. Even the weekends is all planned ahead because, you know, work, family, it needs to be considered, right? So yeah, you do have to really think, okay, so actually this is a great topic because there's a ton of people listening to this who are part-time. So I'm going to ask you some questions about how you've managed to do this. And, you know, you haven't lost all your hair and you're not great. I will, usually it's men that lose their hair when they get stressed out. But okay, so you've got this other full-time job. So give me some strategies that have been helpful for you to be able to like fit in, you know, around the Those job. Time. Yeah, what kind of things do you do? Well, just to let you know, at the beginning, I really struggled because I'm like distracted, right? We got training, blah, blah, like, well, I work from home, so it's a little bit more flexible. But yeah, yeah I'm like, no, I can't do that because I have a commitment for my full time. I need to respect that time. So I worked there mm -hmm. eight before. I would do some of my calls at lunchtime. You know, my calendly are scheduled between lunchtime and after dinner. Also, I have an open slots during the weekends until 10 o'clock in the morning. So those are like kind of like my calls when I do my calls, my appointments, my strategy calls and all the calls or whatever. But then if I get like emails uh, from, you know, our underwriting with a live pass and stuff like that, if it's not urgent, then I wait until after, you know, work to take yeah. care of that. But then, of course, if it's like a really needed attention, it doesn't take a long time to like respond and get documents that's required. So, yeah. Okay, so basically, if I'm hearing you correctly, is at your lunch break, you'll either do outbound calls and you probably use Calendly, right? Are you using Calendly? Yes, yeah. I'm using Calendly, yes, yes. Well, the great part about Calendly, anybody listening to this who doesn't use it, is it, it lets people schedule into your calendar, but you decide what's available and what's not. So yes. if you have other things, it's not like they're going to schedule at 10 in the morning when you're like, I can't do that. You just give them 12 to 1 or 4.39, and then they don't know that you're not talking to mortgage clients all day. Like they don't uh, they have no idea. Yeah, right. exactly. It's synced into your calendar, right? So yeah. like the Google calendar. So sometimes if I don't want to take a call from whatever, because I have my calendar open till like eight, but then I just want to do like one call, then I blocked off that time and then it will show that I'm not available at that time. 
Right. And then how did you found like, so in a week, so one of the things you obviously you've been meeting with realtors doing stuff like that. So imagine you're trying to grow your business, you know, you've got to say book meetings with realtors. And I don't know what you're currently doing, because you've been in this for a bit now, but how would you schedule it so that would you do a day of calls and then a day of meetings? Or what would that look like? So at the beginning, right, I would do like the weekly calls like to set yeah. appointments. I'm not doing that right now. I kind of like built a relationship with a couple of realtors already that I'm like, you know, nurturing and um, just, you know, keep following up. But yeah, at the beginning, I would do just like a weekly call, a weekly meeting. And like, that's it, like on the four slides, like really just like once, uh, maybe like there was a time that I did two or three, but I only presented to like 15, 20 realtors and that's it. Would you try to do one in a week then or two a week? Or what was your No, story? I think it was one on two at the beginning of it. It's just one or two. And then I was getting busy and I don't have time. That time I was kind of like losing my mind. I, your, I yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I said, no, I can't handle this. So I had to like cut off and I just had to get enough that I can handle. So right now I'm happy to, you know, how it's going. Yes. But if I wanted to scale up more, I need to put more. And that's actually works. It's just like, I just cut myself that this is what I can handle and I can't do more than that. Right. And you're just booking into those time slots. So like, if you know, if you're talking to a realtor and trying to book a presentation, you're like, yeah, I can do it tomorrow at lunch or I can do it tomorrow at 4.30 or, you know, Saturday or something, you know, if that works. And so you just, you fit them in around. Is there any other tools or things you use that you find that helps keep you organized considering you have another commitment? Yes, I do the Trello because that's where I can leave notes there. It's like at the dental office when you're calling for follow-ups, you know, booking them for cleaning, then you just make notes. Okay, I made a call this time. This is what we talk about. And then I set the date reminder when I'm going to call again. So it's like normally like two, three weeks, right? Yeah. So yeah, I do the Trello, I guess. Set the do you reminder use the Trello for I... keeping track of your realtor, it... your referral partners, or your clients or both? For all, all of my okay. uh, client base. Yes, realtors. Yes. Okay. So yeah. And it's a free tool. If you guys are listening, it's pretty great for that type of thing. It can, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's got the little board. You can just drag them across from the stage. Hey, they're new. They're this stage or whatever. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's awesome. Well, thank you for that. What I love with these conversations, I have no idea where they're going to go. It's just like, Oh, when I find something interesting, it's like a thread and I just pull on it. So (laughs) was there any point you felt like maybe I should just stick to my other job? Is there any point you were like, Oh my gosh, like, yeah, I'm curious over the last year. Well, it's other way around because if I should stay on my right job and I would oh, need to, yeah. right? That's the question because I love it. I love, uh, you know, being a mortgage agent, like the things that I'm learning, our community in BRX and, you know, I set my own hours and I'm able to work whenever I want. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Let me ask <laughs> you about a file that you lost because, you know, you're going to lose them. And I know I've lost files, as I say, a thousand <laughs> ways. What's one that you lost when you started, but now if you're going back to be like, oh, I would handle that differently. I'm curious just because I think it's good for people to learn from. Not because yeah. I want you to relive your pain. So. No, no. Yeah, so we're actually not like lost decline files. It's like really the one that I think of it is like, it's my first, first potential client. So these guys uh, reach out to me, ask me questions, but this is like, I'm like a newbie. I just graduated and I just yeah. posted, I just got my license, right? Or whatever. They don't know I got my license, but I'm a mortgage agent. So they came up to me, you know, asking for like how much we can qualify. And there was no process. And like to think of it, I was like, that is bad. And, you know, because I gave them a pre-approval without asking. Well, I asked them about their income. I asked them about, you know, how much they owe, down payments coming from. But there was no documents review. I didn't even pull a credit. 
And I gave them a pre-approval, like, okay, you guys can afford it. So I think that was just a blessing in disguise that they didn't end up working with me because I may have just lost that file because it wasn't reviewed wasn't properly. Right, right. No. Was yeah. that when you were with us or before? Hopefully that no, wasn't that, when you were with us. No, no, no. That was okay. before. <laughs> good. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Okay. No, that, 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 no. Okay, good. Yeah. Because there's the thing, like, you don't realize until you actually get into it what yeah. you actually need to do, right? So let me ask you this. So we obviously break things down into discovery calls, strategy call, budget sheets. So from those yeah. things, what has been the most useful for you to learn how to do? It's like really like reviewing the docs up front, right? Like if you don't have the right information, then yes, there is a potential that you can lose that file. Right, or mishandle it, or like there's a hundred things that can go wrong. You do need to know. Yeah. It's like a doctor trying to say, hey, can you diagnose me doc, but you can't do any tests, you can't do any blood work. You just yeah. need to tell me. It's like, well, how do I even know? You know, like you're guessing. So exactly. Analyzing it, like, you know, asking the right questions, getting the information that required and, you know, hoping that, you know, they're presenting what they are presenting to us. And then we're presenting that information to the lender properly. And sometimes people, it's not like everybody's trying to lie to you, like they're twisting their yeah. mustache, but sometimes they just don't know. Like they say things that they don't understand how a letter's going to look at it. And that's right. You know. That's um, true. There's you. kind of two distinct skills that you need to master as a mortgage broker in sales and underwriting. Which one was harder for you? Oh, underwriting, 100%. Right. Underwriting. Yeah. But, you know, I don't have a sales skills, but underwriting, it's just because that's how the file is going to be structured. That's the file is how it's going to get funded. So, and we do have our baselines of what we need to ask, what we need to present, but each lender has their own pain print or what they're looking for, you know, on their file. So I think it's, you know, knowing what they're required and how they look at it is very, very important. Right. So you're part of our brokerage. And so what has been the biggest, you know, help for you and your business? Well, I just told you, I never came with a sales background. So sales training is like very, very helpful for me. Every little thing, every nuggets that we share is like, I make a note and I apply it. Right. Yeah. Sales training is obviously a big part of this. Most people don't realize when you get into mortgages, you think I'm just going to help people, which yes, you will. But if you can't <laughs> sell, you're not going to be able to help. Right. Yes. And that's what I never thought of that. And, you know, I never thought of this as like a sales part. And as she said, I just thought that clients would just come to me and like, okay, help me with my mortgage. But, you know, you need to present yourself. Right. Yeah. And the way I think of sales now, when I first, because sales for me used to mean taking from somebody, be like, you know, give me something. And it was very difficult for most people, if you're at all not a sociopath, to think sales and taking. What I had to shift in my mind was sales is serving people. And serving them means sometimes uh -huh. saying yes, sometimes saying no, sometimes uh -huh. going, you know what, you take that deal, they give you the bank, high five, go. And sometimes it's like, no, no, here's how we can help you with a better solution. And when you show up that way, it's like you can yeah. be authentic and you'll get more clients in the long run. Like you have a way better reputation mm -hmm. and you'll get more clients. So yeah. that's been really helpful for me. Yes, um, it's a service. Yes, it's serving serving people is yeah. like that's it. And you get exactly. if you wrap your head around that, you're golden. Like yes. okay, so let me ask some rapid fire questions. So, what's one thing people can't find out about you from Google? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty open book, but I don't know if you can share. But back home in the Philippines, they call me. I have a nickname of Bonsai or Six Two because I'm very very short. Really? Uh, yeah. So, so how tall are you? I'm five two, but I don't know. Before I was little, right? So I was when you were a little bonsai. That's a great name. Five two is probably fairly like average for a Filipino yeah. female, right? Exactly. Yeah. So they given me a bonsai or six two because six two is kind of like an opposite of the the I guess short because six two. Is it's like the, yeah, tall, you're like they're basically calling you tall when you were not. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. 
What's yeah. a movie everybody should watch at least once? I don't really watch a lot of movie, but I really enjoy uh, Legally Blonde. Really, Nikki, that's her favorite movie. Nikki who does her editing. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. Nikki's gonna be like my favorite episode ever. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. She's just very, very fun to watch. She's always happy, you know, good-hearted. I don't know. She's just always positive. So yeah, I love Elle. <laughs> yeah, and I watched it on Nikki's suggestion. I was like, because it wasn't on my list of like, you know, it's not an action movie, but she's like, you gotta watch it. And I watched it with my daughters, and I was like, it's pretty good. It, yeah, uh, it's good. So what are three software programs or digital tools you can't run your business without? Uh, of course, Finmo, Google Drive, Zoom. Well, I have Trello also. And my phone. <laughs> well, like, phone, phone. Is not a, it's not a, a program. Yeah, but it, it is an important tool. Yeah. So what's the best advice you received as a new mortgage broker? It actually came from your friend, Laksamana. What's her name? Oh, Bernadette Laksamana. Yeah. 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 Also if from the it, Philippines. Yes, yes, yes. She said, if it's important, schedule it or write it down. So that, right. yes, you know, we have, for me, with the struggle of time, yes, that I found it very, very helpful. Yeah, I've always enjoyed my conversations with Bernadette and uh, I can go back yeah. and listen to those episodes. She's a firecracker. Yes. And if it's important, write it down. Okay, so if you were starting over again today, is there anything you do differently with your mortgage business? Yes, so don't focus on the compensation. As you said, we're in a service business, right? Like just think of like helping people because when we graduated, a lot of my classmates were just, you know, the way that they're basing their decision on which brokerage to go to is based on compensation. But there was like no support, no nothing. So like you really need to invest to yourself and like get the trainings that you need to be successful to, uh, with this business. Right. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So what would yeah. you, right now, what would you say is the biggest challenge in your business? I'm curious. A question somebody asked me recently, which I thought was great. Shout out to Ruben at Deeded. He said, uh, if you could wave a magic wand and fix one problem in your business right now, what would it be? I'm curious, what would it's you say It's the time. That? I think it's the time because I'm juggling the two. And as much as I enjoy it, yes, I definitely need to, if I want to scale my business, like the time, I need to put more time in it. Right. Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, it sounds like you're doing a lot of the things, you know, you're scheduling, you're using Calendly, you're yeah. blocking some time in there. I think that like, and I don't know if this is possible. Is it possible at some point for you to be able to work your job three quarter time or something and be able to like slowly, and does it have to be on or off or is it possible to go, you know, and say, Hey, could I work a few less hours and then get some hours back? Is that possible? Well, I have to double check, right? Cause I'm still new, right? Cause I just yeah. got into that and then now here. So I kind of like still want to build my relationship. I don't want to lose the job. So yeah, no, you don't go to say, Hey, oh, by the way, I love the job, <laughs> but can I work less? And you're like, what? So yeah, okay. No. That is just the, I'm just trying to think creatively to how to solve the time problem, right? Um, yeah, I did think of that because my manager is very accommodating, and of course, if I do present that to him, he may be able to, you know, work with me. But right now, I know that they need me like, to be there like during the day, so it's yeah, just not maybe possible. Maybe wait until you've actually built a bit of a track record, and then that could be a possible option for you. Is to yeah. Yeah. We have a project that we need to meet, right? So once that's finished, I think it would be a little bit more flexible. So hoping by, I think, 2024. Well, one of the things to think about too, so this is not, we're just in the process of beta testing this, but is what we call a closing specialist. So somebody who takes your file from commitment to close and tracks down paperwork. And so oh, yeah. that could be something for you because really the money is in meeting with real people, coming up with a plan, but then yeah. tracking down the stuff. And so maybe that would be a way you could buy back some of your time. It would cost you a little bit on your file, but at least now you wouldn't have to spend as much time chasing things. So 
Oh, okay. Is that like yeah. you mean through yeah, through bricks? Yeah, we're, oh, we're working okay. on that right now. So it's something oh, that we're working on. I've been talking to a lot of the pros, and the big, what the number one thing is like they don't want a full time assistant, right? Right. It's expensive, but they want to be able to be like, and on average, you know, from yeah. commitment to close, it can be up to four to five hours of like stuff that you need to do. So that's a lot of time per file. If you put that into your you know, prospecting and your underwriting and stuff, you'd be able to probably close another file or two. Yeah. Well, that's good to know because I was actually considering hiring my niece to help me with some administrative stuff, right? Just to get my work cut out for me. So yeah, so we'll keep you posted on that. So it's something that I think it's going to be a very useful service for our our agents. So but even in your case, you could use it and you just focus on the main things that move the needle, right? Yeah. Okay, well, where can people find you online? And is there anybody you need to give a shout out to? Do you want to say like, hey, mom, thanks for moving me to Canada or however you got here? Uh, no, no, I just uh, wanted to say hello, everybody in Ottawa, Filipino community. I'm on the radio, my first time ever. I'm just excited. So I just want to give a shout out to everyone. Right. Well, we're so grateful to have you. I love your energy. And where can people find you online? Where's the, if they're trying to find um, you Yes, I have a Facebook page. It's called RC Fabella Financial. Yeah. And my Google page is still on the works. So, okay. But, All right. Yeah, well, well there'll be that. links in the podcast. So, thank you, Rowena, for coming to chat with me. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thanks again for listening. And uh, hopefully, you picked up a couple nuggets for your mortgage business. If you're listening to this, I encourage you to go check out ilovemortgagebrokering.com and you can set up a free power search account and keyword search all of our past episodes. And it's a very powerful tool. Check it out at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. And thanks again for listening to this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.